This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1169, How to Understand Vocabulary on IELTS Reading. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Can you understand different vocabulary on the IELTS reading exam? Today, we share three tips that will help you decipher tricky words and be ready to find answers on test day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aubrey, what? <laughs> I'm starting this with a very serious question. Yes, you are. Aubrey, do you feel like you have a large vocabulary? Yes, I do. My vocabulary is quite massive and impressive. <laughs> so, there, there are times every now and then I'll use a word. Um, it happened recently. I said exacerbate and someone was like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that just means to make it worse. And they're like, I've never heard that word. They had to look in the dictionary. So even compared to a lot of I natives, I think I do probably mostly from reading a lot. Yeah. I have quite here. an extensive totally. vocabulary. Yes, you as well, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yes. And my 11 year old son has an enormous vocabulary. Adults are always impressed with how eloquent he is. But Love it. the reason <laughs> the reason we're talking about vocabulary today, guys, is because of course, you need to have a pretty a pretty substantial vocabulary to do well on the IELTS exam. And we're always getting questions from students, especially regarding unfamiliar vocabulary in reading, right? Um, so that's what we're focusing on today. We're going to give you guys a couple different strategies to figure out unknown words. But this advice comes with a caveat. That's also one of my favorite Great words word. right now. Um, what does caveat mean? Or yeah, caveat? it means there's uh, a warning here, sort of. We, there's something we need to tell you about this information that's vital to know. It's such a great word. Um, it's French, isn't it? Caveat. Yes, it is French. Right? Okay. So anyway, um, this warning, guys, is that don't get too, don't drown yourself in these unknown words. Don't focus on the things that are unknown and uh, push aside the knowledge you already have and the strategies for finding answers because you don't need to understand every word to get the right answer in IELTS reading, right? Yeah. In fact, a lot of the most unfamiliar words, the the most uncommon words will be a distraction from the answer. And so don't spend a lot of time getting bogged down trying to figure out very difficult words. Recognize that they might be distracting you and the answer is not by that word. Totally. 
So, guys, the uh, crazy looking words that you've never seen before, you probably don't need to know what that know. word means. Having said that, though, we do know a lot of students um, still don't have enough vocabulary to find the answers and understand what they need. So right. we're going to give you guys some help today to figure out these words that you need to know to get the answer. So, Aubrey, what is the first way we can guess the meaning of a new word? Yes. Check and see if the word has a suffix or a prefix, something that's coming before or after, which will give you a hint as to its meaning. For example, anti will, may, will mean it's the opposite of something, right? We're going to give you a couple others here that you can look out for in order to figure out the meaning of a word. Yeah, exactly. So knowing all the pieces of words, guys, this is so important. Um, and it's quite fun, actually. Um, I I find it really fun when I see like a long word that is unfamiliar. And yes, it this does still happen to native speakers, right? We don't know every single word in the English language. But when we see new words that are really long, I love being able to parse out the pieces and like riddle out what the meaning is. Like it's fun. Yeah. I think um, of the word anti-disestablishmentarianism. The first time I you see that word and you're like, that. okay, let's pull this word apart and <laughs> look at all it. the different parts. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, it's like a puzzle, you know? Right. So anyways, here's a couple examples, guys. So prefixes. Pre is actually a prefix. Um, what does pre mean? That means before. <clears throat> so some good examples are predestined. You see destin or destination, destiny in there and pre before. So that'd be something that was destined to happen before something else. Yes. So it's something that was um, meant to be, we could say, right? Like this thing that will happen, it, we, it's supposed to happen, right? This thing is supposed to happen. We planned on it. Um, predestined. So preview, view, you know that word, guys. That's like look at, see, watch. So preview means to look at something before, right? So a preview for a movie. That's the ad you see to get you to want to watch the movie before it comes out. Yes. And then think about the prefix non, which means the opposite or un, right? Like nonplussed is a very good word, right? Jessica, what does that mean? Nonplussed is an adjective, meaning like you are not very pleased with this thing. So let's see if we could figure this out from the root word and the prefix. So Plus, you can picture that, the plus sign, it's a positive, right? And then a non is like, oh, not positive. So you can totally guess what this word means, right? It means not positive. And, that, and that's correct. Like, that is exactly what it means. You feel not positive about something. That's a great adjective for IELTS speaking and writing, by the way. Right. Very high level. Definitely sneak that into your speaking exam, into your essays. And yeah, just think about non, non-verbal, non any word. If non's before, it's the opposite of something, that something is not that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Exactly. I love it. Um, And then suffixes. So for example, A-N-T as a suffix means a person. So an assistant, right? Assist, to help. So an assistant is a person who helps. (laughs) Like that is their job. Or E-R-Y, Usually a place of work, a business, right? So bakery, for example, a place where things are baked and sold. Um, And then also armory. So armor, arm. These are are old words for like weapons, right? So an armory is a place where weapons are made or sold. Yes, awesome. This will help a lot, guys. Just first step, check for a prefix or suffix and try to pull apart the meaning of that based on the roots and the prefixes and suffix, the pieces of the word, the building blocks of the word. I love it. Um, Now, the second way you can figure out unfamiliar vocabulary, cognates. What, what is that, Aubrey? Yeah, this is a word that is very similar in English to your first language. So if you speak a Latin language, there are a lot of cognates that are similar between the languages. So here's a, an example. The word composition and then everything related, composite, compost. These all are cognates in English from the Latin root componere. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I don't speak Latin, but it means to put together. So when you know that root, which may be very similar if you speak Italian, Spanish, French, any Romance language, then you're going to recognize that root from words in your first language and you can figure out what that word means. Now, this comes with a caveat as well. This comes with a (laughs) warning that there are a lot of false cognates, right, Jessica? Yeah, totally, guys. Excuse me, I'm fighting a little cold. Um, Yeah, so this is where um, learning on your own is not always uh, the only way to go, right? We, we do need feedback from a native speaker sometimes, because if you assume that the word you're saying in English has the same meaning as it does in your first language, you may be incorrect, right? These are called false cognates or false friends. So for example, embarrassed, right? Embarrassed in English. It's like, oh, I feel shame. Oh no. But in Spanish, embarrassada means pregnant, And hopefully those things are not. They should not be related. (laughs) Maybe once upon a time. Not anymore, you guys. (laughs) Um, What's what's one from French, Aubrey? There's a good one in French. The word English, pain, P-A-I-N, like something hurts you, you're in pain, is spelled exactly the same as the word bread in French, pain. (laughs) So it's funny because I think of there's a restaurant, Le Pain Quotidien, which means daily bread. But when people who don't speak French read that restaurant name, they're like pain, quotidian and they're like the word pain is in that restaurant i don't know if i'm interested in that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome um okay and then the third way guys and honestly this is the most important skill to get used to i think um the first two strategies are amazing but they're obviously not going to work for every word right what if there is no prefix (laughs) what if you don't know the root word meaning then you're just kind of lost right so This next way, guys, is super important, and it is a skill you can practice on your own. So this is 
deciphering what this word means from context, right? Using context clues. It means look at the information around it, understand what you can, um, and guess the meaning of that gap, right? What is that unfamiliar word in the middle you're not sure of? So I just looked at a recent headline in the New York Times to give you guys a, a example of this. So the title is More Pandemic Fallout, the chronically absent student. So these days we know what most of those words mean, right? And then we see chronically absent and we think, okay, I think absent means not there, right? But this adverb is very important, right? What, what, what is this describing exactly? So then we could look at the subtitle and it says at one middle school, more than 40% of the students have been chronically absent this year. Districts are going to great lengths offering gift cards, night classes to reach them. So if we understand that sentence, right? School districts are trying to give them presents, offered night classes. It means like, these absences are a serious problem. So we can guess that chronically absent just means absent a lot. And that is what it means. Yes, exactly. Even just from that title, if you think about the context of the pandemic, you know that absences for children are happening a lot, right? You're aware of that. You're keeping up with the news. So you know chronically isn't going to mean this doesn't happen very often, right? If it has to do with the pandemic, you have that context clue of like, what are absences like during the pandemic, right? And then you're looking for the context clues, the next sentence to pull out what does this mean? And here's um, here's the last thing I'll say about this, um, just to extend on what you said, Aubrey, because using your own knowledge of the world is also extremely important when you're making educated guesses, right? So when we say context clues, it's not purely the words that you're seeing. It's your own understanding of these ideas and the background and the context of this idea, right? So our knowledge of what's happening in the world will help us understand these IELTS reading passages as well. Yes, exactly. So tap into that and make sure you're really expanding your knowledge of the world, reading the news, listening to podcasts, paying attention to what's exactly. going on. Don't just take IELTS practice tests because you do need to be aware of what's happening in the world, getting vocabulary from everywhere, and then you will be successful on test day. All right, guys. So remember, we have a free IELTS quiz for you that comes along with free resources based on the score you get. So go right now to allearsenglish.com slash my score and check that out. Yes. All right. Awesome, Aubrey. Thanks for uh, talking to vocab today. Yes. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.